Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Mazel. This is Sunday, February 13th, 2022, sixth Sunday after Epiphany. The message is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lecture is Diane Temple. Thank you to George and Bonnie Tobiason sponsoring this week's broadcast in celebration of their 55th wedding anniversary on February 14th. Join us on our website at waynezion.org for more information. Thank you for joining us today. Well, everybody's got a story to tell. And everybody's got a wound to be healed. I want to believe there's beauty here. Cause oh, I get so tired of holding on. I can't let go, I can't move on. I want to believe there's meaning here. How many times have you heard me cry out, God, please take this? How many times have you given me strength to just keep breathing? Oh, I need you, God, I need you. Standing on a road I didn't plan Wondering how I got to where I am I'm trying to hear that still small voice I'm trying to hear above the noise How many times have you heard me cry out God please take this how many times have you given me strength to just keep breathing oh I need you God I need you now How many times have you heard me cry out? How many times have you given me strength? How many times have you heard me cry out, God, please take this? How many times have you given me strength to just keep breathing? I need you now. Well, welcome to this sixth Sunday after 
Epiphany. It is good to be with you this morning. Um, I want to share with you that I'm making a change with today's hymns as far as in the order in which we're going to sing them. Our hymn of the day has changed. It's 723, which is entitled um, <clears throat> Canticle of the Turning. And then our um, sending song is going to be Let Justice Flow Like Streams. I thought I would mention that to you all. Pete, that was an absolutely beautiful song. We all have a story to tell, and we certainly do, don't we? Let us begin together uh, with confession and forgiveness, and you'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. May we begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God of all mercy and constellation, come to the help of your people turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and to grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake. God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us sing our gathering song, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Thank you. 
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our service continues with the Kyrie. You'll find this on page 138 in the front of your hymnal. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Join with me on this sixth Sunday after Epiphany, the prayer of the day as you find it printed on your bulletin insert. Living God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace. In the renewal of our lives, make known your glory through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us receive God's word. Our first reading this morning is from Jeremiah, chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. Thus says the Lord, Cursed are those who trust in mere mortals and make mere flesh their strength, whose hearts turn away from the Lord. They shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when relief comes. They shall live in the parched places of the wilderness and in uninhabited salt land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. The heart is devious above all else. 
It is perverse. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, test the mind and search the heart to give to all according to their ways, according to the fruit of their doings. The word of the Lord. We please join in the responsive reading of Psalm 1. Happy are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked, nor uh, lingered in the ways of sinners, nor sat in the seats of the scornful. They are like trees planted by streams of water, bearing fruit in due season, with leaves that do not wither. Everything they do shall prosper. It is not so with the wicked. They are like chaff which the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked shall not stand upright when judgment comes, nor the sinner in the counsel of the righteous. Our second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 20. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation has been in vain and your faith has been in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified of God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still, still in your sins. Then those, who also have, who, then those who also have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. The word of the Lord. Our service continues with the gospel acclamation. You'll find it on page 142. I invite the congregation to please rise. The Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. You may be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all of Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him. For power came out of him and healed all of them. Then he looked up to his disciples and he said, Blessed are they who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. 
Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the revealing Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong this morning. Interesting. I thought a lot about today, preparing for a message, and I'm going to trust God to kind of lead because I gave it my best shot and it didn't work. I had had these slides and I had uh, gonna put it up on the screen and I came in early this morning and I turned on the PC, the personal computer, whatever it's called back there in the sound booth and I couldn't believe it. When I stopped back there, there were crazy lines going up and down the screen and I thought, okay, we're not gonna be using that slideshow. And so I want to just have a very honest conversation. And I welcome you who are listening in on KMCH 94.7 FM because I'm so glad that you are. And I don't want you to feel as though you are behind because you have just heard a wonderful message from Pastor Shuey who is speaking of the gospel for February 20th. And now you're hearing the gospel for February 13th. I'll get back to that in a moment. I'm glad you're listening in. And for those who are listening in the SoundCloud, which is amazing, you're listening from the Philippines, from China, from Alaska, from California, to Georgia. It's amazing as we hear people listening in from all over who are partaking with Wayne Zion. As I think about... Lent, which isn't too far away. Barb is a wonderful liturgist and a wonderful planner and a wonderful musician. And she challenges your pastor, what's our theme? And, and we're talking about this in November. And uh, we shelf it for a while. And then comes January, what's our theme? And I love that it is so organic and Barb, I love you, because you are a gift to us. You are a gift to this pastor, as is all the staff here at Wayne Zion. And so our, our theme is so organic that not only is Barb asking me the question, but, but Katie is asking the question of me too in confirmation. Pastor, do I need to get mentors for Lent? And we're having this conversation in early in early January, Katie Warnemont. And I'm scratching my head and I'm going, you know, it's been a while since we had that wonderful project and I almost brought it in this morning and I probably should have. Tristan Weir is one of our conferments the year in which we decided why the cross? Why did Jesus have to die on a cross? Of all things, God Emmanuel with us coming into this world and he willingly surrenders himself. And they nail him to a cross, our Savior. 
And I think how powerful that is for our confirmation students and our mentors to have a walk during Lent and asking the question, why the cross? And so I share with Barb that um, I think our theme should have something to do with the cross. And she goes out there and looks on uh, Sundays and seasons and she comes across this tree of life. And I go, yes, yes, that's it. I want to do a study on the tree of life. We only see it forwardly mentioned in Genesis and alluded to all throughout the books of the Bible and then it becomes crystal clear in Revelation. The tree of life is always there with us. And then Barb finds this wonderful video that talks about the tree and, and Pete's song this morning, we all have a story. It's all tying together. This epiphany is coming together. If you take a look at your insert, you will see a picture at the top. It looks something like this. If you look at your insert, and maybe you look at your bulletin as well, you see a tree. And our theme for Lent is God at work in us, tree of life, Psalm 1. Three. And here it is. Here we are. Today, the sixth Sunday after Epiphany, do you believe it or not? There it is. Psalm 1. Diane read it. A beautiful psalm. Do you see also in our Old Testament lesson, the prophet Jeremiah refers to it. You see, the people of Israel and Judah are in for not so many good days. The world is about to turn. Things are going to be turned upside down for God's people. For they have been worshiping other idols. They have taken their eyes off the tree of life. And they have gone their own way astray. And Jeremiah quotes in the first reading. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending its roots by the stream. And they shall not fear when the heat comes, its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought it is not anxious, and it does not cease bearing fruit. Look at that picture. If you can see <clears throat> this picture... Will you, will you look at it with me? Look at the center. What is it that you see? The cross. Front and center, you can't miss it. The trunk and the branches going across. Ash Wednesday is coming. And we will take the palm branches that we have burned in the fire from past Passion Sundays, from Palm Sunday. And we will mix it with other ashes that I have gathered and we will add virgin oil. And we will make a, a mess. And we'll take our thumb and you'll come forward and the pastor will mark the cross on your brow and he'll say, dust you have come to dust you shall go. 
That's not the end of the story. That's the beginning of the story. Remember the gospel, or the gospel that, that came out of Ezekiel in the valley of the bones? That they came back to life? We now begin our, gent our Lenten journey with this, but I, I share with you something I, I heard when I was on internship in the Rochester, Minnesota area when I was working with eight congregations as an itinerant intern. The Reverend Heather Curless marked the ashes on our foreheads and she said, turn from sin, believe in the gospel. Turn from sin and believe in the gospel. Look at that picture. That cross, that smudging on our brow, doesn't stay there. But notice in that picture how the roots go down, deep. That picture shows them going down. They're going into the waters, the living waters of our baptism. They are going into the, the living waters of God's word. It's, it's, it's gathering precious nutrients that are coming, that are so organic. It's coming from God's word, from God's promise. That God is with us. It's all we need. And, and, and that word, and, and what happens in springtime, we got this beautiful tree out here. We were so glad we didn't lose it when we put it in that beautiful parking lot. It is gorgeous all year long. You look at it now, there are so many branches. I mean, you can hardly see through it. And it has these beautiful maple leaves that invite the birds of the air to come and nest. And then when fall comes, I've never seen anything so gorgeous red. And so where was I going with this, Pastor? The nutrients, the water, all of the things, when springtime comes, it comes up this way. My, my dear friend Jim Shaka owns a cabin in northern Wisconsin and he's been collecting syrup from trees in the springtime and that's pretty much over by the end of March because the sap is running. You know, the, the snow is melting and, and uh, things are starting to change and you can smell the earth in your nostrils. And, and, and you, you're, you're pulling off all of this uh, syrup that you're going to boil down and you make wonderful uh, maple syrup for your pancakes and French toast. So where do we receive these, these nourishments, these, these things that are life-giving, life-producing, but from God's word, right? John 3.16. You know it. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believeth in him will not perish, but have eternal life or everlasting life King James version or the new revised version it doesn't matter eternal life life everlasting Matthew 11 come to me all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest you know this 
Students, do you see mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle? They know their Bible. And you say, we don't know it very well. Yes, you do. I want to try another one. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. A little hesitant there. The good news. Okay, you got this one. Two more. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, although they die, they will live. And the last one comes from Luke. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in You're amazing. The tree of life. The roots coming up. You know the scriptures. And was it here? Or was it here? It flows up to here. Into your heart. Oh yes. Our faith is secured in what we've heard. And by hearing... We now believe. And so it does come through the head. But it rests here in the heart. So look at that picture. That beautiful picture. Now you see these branches coming out from this cross, right? So when the gospel is in the heart, it doesn't rest. It doesn't stay there. It doesn't become complacent. It is alive. And when you look at the tree out here, you see little buds in the springtime. And soon you'll see the leaves popping out. Life. Isn't that the rhythm of our lives? And life welling up in us and coming out. And then we become a shelter for others. Because I'm here to tell you there are storms in life. And life isn't fair. And life doesn't always go the way we want it to go. We thought we were going this direction. And we went another way. And I want you to know that God has always been with you no matter where you go. And always loving you. Always offering his forgiveness and mercy and love. And what happens after a long growing season of God's word nourishing in our hearts and as the branches come forth with the leaves and it's been a, a wonderful season in life, what pops up? What do you see in that picture? Anybody guess? Kids, what do you see? I heard it. Say it, kids. Adam and Eve ate, ate what? Fruit. Well, the fruit wasn't evil. Now, where do I go with that one? Fruit is good. I want to talk about the fruit. What was evil is that sin entered the world. And yes, Leanna, sin can mess up the world, even fruit. So I'm going to give you 99 points on that one. 
If we read in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of love, of peace, gentleness, mercy, kindness, forgiveness, self-control. Fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Spirit that are, that are offered. Have you ever found your place, yourself in a place where you offered someone love or kindness or gentleness and you step back from that experience and you go, I'm not sure where that came from. This morning I was pretty angry with myself or I was pretty angry with that person. Where did that come from? But God, God is at work in us. As I look at this beautiful picture of the tree of life that God goes with us, it sets up beautifully an organic image of our Lenten time. If you remember last year, Brandy Niedert, are you here? No, she's working next door. Now she heard me if the mic system's working in there. She got this. If I brought Brandy in here and I'd say, Brandy, what was our theme last year? She would say, Pastor, it was Lent has nothing to do with us, but it's what God is doing for us and working out our salvation. So it is all about us. And I would say, Brandy, you got it. This year, tree of life. Make sure I get it. Tree of life. God at work in us. Now let me segue. You and I aren't going to be together for Lent this year. Your pastor, as you know, have been given a great privilege. And that privilege is to go and spend one week with my folks each month as long as I can make sure that I get everything done here at Wayne Zion. And then work with Kelly and Barb from afar through the telephone. Some of you have gotten calls from me. You wouldn't even know I was in Arizona. You might have thought I was sitting at my desk. Well, you all know the story of my father, who's on hospice care. After Easter last year, I went, as I do every year, to head down to Arizona to see my folks and to see how they're doing. And when I arrived after this past Easter, mom and dad said, it has been pointed out to us that there's not much more we can do for dad. And they're now proposing hospice care. Dad's diagnosis, as I read it from his doctor, it said, Floyd Reddy, critically stable. Dad has cardio issues, pulmonary issues, kidney issues. And that critically stable is now becoming critically unstable. When Liz and I traveled uh, down to Arizona by car after Christmas to spend some time with them, Joseph and Raquel Paco were already there visiting with them and the first call I, I got from Joe before I even showed up at my folks' uh, pops 
Floyd is having an episode. And so he spent uh, several days in a recliner. He couldn't get his oxygen level up. And uh, now is requiring two and three nebulizer treatments a day so that he can get his oxygen level above 85, but that's been dipping down to 75. And with the nebulizer treatments, we can hit 90, 92. Michelle, you know what I'm talking about. Michelle's our parish nurse. And so it's time for me to take a family leave. Liz says it's time. And if you know who I am, I think I'm a, 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 huper, a human superman or something. But I burnt out of one career, and I'm not. I have had conversations with the staff, and they did it in the most kind way, fruit of the spirit. I've had conversations with Byron, our council president, with Kelly. I've had conversations with the synodical office. And Liz and I had the opportunity to visit with Bishop, the Reverend Amy Current, who is a wonderful individual and pastor. It's time. So I'm going to take a family leave with the council's approval this last Tuesday. It will begin on Monday, February 28th. Doesn't give us much time to pull things together. The undate is nebulous. How do you put parentheses around your father's death? I was there for my sister's death. I want to be there for my father's death. And then I promised dad that I will bring mom, and it's her wish too, back to Janesville, Wisconsin. There she will reside for a number of months with my brother Kyle and his wife Lori until we figure out where to go from here. But here's the thing. Mom's wearing out as a caregiver. And when we were there at Christmas time, she did something to her sciatic nerve. Her voice wasn't very strong, and she was bent over my dad's other walker. And I thought to myself, am I going to be able to get back in time to preach on January 9th, or do I need another week, or do I need two weeks, or do I need a month? I, my folks are failing before my eyes. Joseph texts me the next morning. Now Grammy, Jay, is having an episode. As I talked with Bishop Amy, she wanted to know where my head and my heart was. And she said, language is very important. First of all, you're talking about a family leave so that you can accompany your parents during this difficult time in the, in the valley of the shadow of death. But we have this tree, we have this Lenten journey, and I and we all have the resurrection hope. So I know my dad's in good care, but it's no fun watching someone die. She said, the other thing is, you're the pastor. You are the pastor who has been called to Wayne Zion. None other. You are it. 
They have called you. You are their pastor. And you need family leave. And she said, they will work with you. They will figure out. They will come together. They will do it. And so they'll be invited to contract for pastor services. So I'm going to share this because we have a wedding couple right here. I, I, I want to share with you that when I heard that from Bishop Amy, we talked about who can come alongside us, besides all of us. Two names were lifted up. Are you surprised? Holly Naus and Rodney Blummel. Two wonderful pastors right here in Jones County. Holly has agreed to walk with me and our wedding couples. We're meeting on February 19th with our wedding couples. Holly, bless her heart. She goes, Pastor Wade, I follow your, the way you do prepared and rich in the meetings that you have, and I do the same thing in preparing the weddings. I'm, I, I'm, I modeled it after you, Pastor Wade. And so we're going to work together. Now there's a chance that I will be back the middle of May. But Holly will lead that couple. And she will be the presiding minister at the wedding of Jacqueline and Andrew. And if I'm here, I'll be an assisting pastor. I'm not going to get in the way, but I'll be here. And when I come back, I will pick up where Kelly, or Holly, Kelly, Holly, Kelly, Holly, leave off. Because Kelly is very much part of this too. Rodney is very gifted in walking with people at the end of life and funerals. It's his gift. Holly's gift is weddings. And I think with Holly and Rodney, they will come alongside us. And uh, Kelly and I and, and Byron and the rest of the council, we're trying to figure out and lifting up names and talking to people who might be able to be here on Sundays and wouldn't it be neat to have someone walk with us on this Lenten journey together and after Easter we all be back together again, but only God willing. So I probably have gone on long enough. Let me summarize this. We're on a journey together. The tree of life. The hope and the resurrection. The smudging of our ashes on our foreheads with the promise that God will never leave us nor forsake us and that we have the gift of eternal life and that's the promise I take with me to my folks. And that we're going to walk this journey 1,600 miles apart. That I'm going to go on a family leave to let go of all of my responsibilities here and just focus on my parents in honoring the fourth commandment. To honor and to serve my mother and father during a very difficult time. That leave will begin on February 28th. When I come back, I don't know. Sooner, hopefully. But I do need to bring my mom back. We do need to final, finalize some things. We're going to sell the condo. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And get mom settled and get back here. And that we're going to work together. I don't know if you looked at the bulletin, but we have a beautiful uh, heart that uh, Kelly put on there that together we can, we can make this church work. And it is a beautiful church, inside and out. And I don't mean the building. I'm looking at church. 
I'm looking at you. We are the church. Together. You've called me to lead you in worship. Some of you are going to be called to lead in worship. But we're going to get this through this together. The glory be to God. Amen. Let us sing. The world is about to turn.
invite the congregation to please rise as we share the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance. And so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. Blessed are those who trust is in you. Strengthen the faith of those who profess your name and bring reassurance to those who doubt or fear. Through your church, speak continued blessings into the world. God of grace. Those who trust in you are like trees planted by streams of water. Bless fruit trees with abundant harvest. Protect rainforests from destruction. Restore land that has eroded after deforestation. Resurrect woodlands after forest fires. God of grace. Search the hearts of those who govern, that they lead with humility. Inspire leaders to collaborate on policies that protect people and the planet. Sustain truth-tellers and social movements that challenge society to become more honest and just. God of grace, send your blessings of mercy upon those who long for consolation. Tend to those struggling with health. Provide for all merciful healing. Console those who face the valley of death. Grant peace to all who suffer, knowing you are a God with us. We especially pray for Bonnie Tobiasen, undergoing surgery this morning to repair a broken kneecap. We lift before you Jim Benter, who awaits surgery this coming week to repair severed tendons in his quad muscles. We lift before you Marty Scharf, recovering from open-heart surgery. We give thanks for the healing of Diane Temple in the wake of her surgery and rehab for her foot. We're so glad to have her back this morning. We lift up Marilyn Streeper following her shoulder surgery. We lift up those with chronic conditions that hinder daily life, that make it difficult. We lift before you Carol Helgens and Gwen Edwards, Kalinda Stadmuller, Floyd Reddy, Marlene Faulkner, Jim Coperch. Koprich, Koprich, for Digger Naus and for caregivers who are wearing out Jay Reddy, God of grace, renew this congregation in our shared mission to share the good news with all people of God through Jesus Christ. As we plan for the future with Pastor Wade on family leave, Inspire us to trust your presence found in each of us. Help us, as Pastor Bob Wessels often said, grab a hold 
and lift people of Wayne Zion. And bless us as we move forward with new projects and new ministry partnerships. We're so thankful to have Holly Naus and Rodney Blummel who will walk alongside us. God of grace, Christ has, is raised from the dead and so we cling to the hope of the resurrection. We praise you for the lives of the saints who lived and died in the hope of eternal life, the tree of life. God of grace, since we have such great hope in your promises, O oh God, we lift these and all our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Also with you. Let us receive this morning's offering. We'll bring it forward, and as we do, we sing our offertory song. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite the congregation to please rise. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Well, it's true, pastor got COVID, um, snuck up on me, don't know where I got it from, tried to do a tracing and getting an email out to all the people that I came in contact with. In a way, it's a silver lining as I think about it and been reading up about it. Um, right now, my body, um, I'm not contagious, but I'm in, I'm, CDC says wear a mask for five days after you've finished your five-day quarantine. I talked to my doctor, she says, you're no longer contagious, Pastor. What's happening right now in my body and those who have gotten COVID is I'm building up these antibodies. Over the next two to three weeks, I will be building up antibodies and any virus of that COVID in me will be gone. Um, it stays with me, I'm tired. I last about a half a day and then I have to take a nap. And so I suspect from here on out till February 28th, I will just be in the office in the mornings and I'll be available to Kelly anytime. Um, we'll work hard together, but I'm, I'm tired. The fatigue is unbelievable. Uh, the annoying headache and then the dry throat. It, it's not a sore throat. It sounds like I have a sore throat. It's raspy. That's where I, I say I got the mildest case. The silver lining is this. 
when I go down to be with my folks, I'm going to have this shield with me with all these antibodies that will stay with me anywhere from six to eight months. After that, it begins to wane off. I could get COVID again. But hopefully, the antibodies will be put into memory and in some memory bank within me and say, aha, I recognize that, dude, and we're going to make a bunch of antibodies. And so the blessing is that I go down to Arizona not worrying about getting COVID at least for a while and that I have these antibodies. Am, am I speaking right, Michelle? Okay. So it'll take me a while to get over this. Right. Okay. So anyway, um, thank you for last week. I think let's give Byron and Pete a round of applause. They were superstars. I, I call Pete, or I text Pete, and he texts back, Pastor, what's up? I'm at Trivia. He's, he and Diane are out somewhere. He says, can, you, uh, can, can we talk later? And I'm like, I'm feeling really tired, but yeah, we can talk later. And I call Byron right away. I go, Byron, you're not going to believe this. Um, before I got on, you know, 24 hours before you get on a plane, you're supposed to test. I test. I got positive. Byron's like, oh. And so we worked really fast, and uh, Byron, thank you. Um, what we did is we went on with the service, and we pulled, and luckily Kelly goes, Pastor, I'm so glad. I know you weren't feeling good on Wednesday. We were thinking about canceling. I'm so glad that we went forward. We had the service Wednesday night. We didn't have a lot of people here, just a few. <laughs> and uh, so we were able to uh, put it on over the intercom system. And so thank you for the way that you worked so quickly together and so for another 100 bucks, the airline said, yeah, we'll rebook you. And so my flight on the, I'm actually leaving the night of Sunday, February 27th, a one-way ticket to, uh, to Phoenix. Um, Super Bowl, thank you. I heard that we sold 120 pizzas. The goal was to sell 100 pizzas. Thank you, Wayne Zion. Enjoy your pizzas. They look huge and uh, heavy. So be careful when you're taking those out to your car. Um, the other news to share with you is we received about, oh, 10 days ago, that the ELCA, due to the spiking of the Omicron variant of COVID-19, that they have decided to cancel the youth gathering in the summer from July 24th to 28th. That's disappointing because this is the second time we've had to cancel with Wayne Zion Youth. We're going to have a meeting on February 23rd, and we're going to talk about what do we want to do. Um, and, and I'm thinking we want to do something in 2023, but we won't go to Chicago. We won't go to Milwaukee. We won't go to Atlanta. We'll probably go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, or, or Kansas City, Missouri, where we don't have such a big population, but I know there's wonderful ministry that goes on so we can see God at work in those communities through outreach ministries. And so we're going to talk about that. I have a confirmation parent uh, meeting set up for um, this week on Wednesday night, and uh, I'm going to ask our parents. I don't think we need to have a pastor uh, connect with our students. I think our students, they've got what they need. Parents have been with me. This is the beauty about our, our um, confirmation program, and, and Diane set this up before I arrived. Our parents are there. And so parents have been hearing me teach year after year the three cycle. And uh, we have a wonderful book called The Collaborative that will give them guidelines. And so I'm hearing from the parents and they're saying, we're sorry you caught COVID. Yes, we'll, we'll stand in the breach. And so I'm so thankful for that. Um, 
I'm so thankful that we have Stephen ministers. I am so thankful that we have communion assistants, seven communion assistants, seeing 15 shut-in people every month. Um, unbelievable. And I know there are going to be other areas in which we're going to have to call upon you. And, so, and I know that you'll answer that call, and I see I'm getting diarrhea of the mouth. Um, George and Bonnie Tobiason today sponsored today's radio broadcast. Bonnie made treats. You have to go have treats. Um, how much can I share? Okay. She's out of surgery. And out of recovery. So Bonnie had her surgery this morning to repair her knee, uh, kneecap. And uh, it wasn't, she fell, but it wasn't, it was a fall as a result of her kneecap breaking. Um, so she had a hold of, she was being very careful uh, going through the breezeway out to the garage to get in the car to go out and celebrate their 55th wedding anniversary. I got to look here. 55th wedding anniversary and uh, something went wrong and down she went. And so they were at the emergency room. So um, anyway, praise God that she's come through the surgery. I know you'll reach out to her in a, in a very wonderful way. Remember February 14th, their 55th wedding anniversary. Um, so that. Um, we need uh, parents to help us teach uh, Sunday school. And that's it. <laughs> I'll invite you to, to stand. We've got to go on and have Bonnie's treats and others. Yes? I just wanted to point out Judy Tukin and Judy Skay. Yeah, Judy Skay and Judy Tukin, right back here, these two ladies, and uh, Bonnie Tobiason made our treats. You've got to look at them. They're fabulous. They are fabulous. Don't leave. And don't forget to get your pizzas. Let us stand. Oh, dear friends, may God bless you, keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you now and forever in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us sing one verse of our sending songs, 717. into a weary world. Share the good news. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.